Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPO Boys, your home for everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, with my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, we're on episode 251. We're still on the hangover of episode 250. I want to give a big thank you to all of those who listened as well, all of those who participated, Dom, Justin, and Connor. Thank you so very much for uh, joining us on our very special, special episode. Uh, still not much EPL to talk about. Um, really, the you know we're we 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 try our best to take off during the international breaks, but JD and I kind of fumbled our schedule, and we're just like we owe we owe the listeners at least a thirty minute episode, something just to get you just to get you through the week before Thursday's preview episode. So JD, another weekend in the books, no Premier League. Um, it's always weird because my body just naturally wakes me up at like 6.30 on the weekends and it's like my first instinct is to like start brewing coffee, click on to Peacock and I want to hear Rebecca Lowe talk and I just kind of didn't do any of that this weekend. Yeah, uh, it's, we- it's weird to me that this is the second international break already in this very young Premier League season. Um... I don't know. Just seems like they're coming thick and fast, and uh, yeah, I don't know. And it sucks too because I did absolutely nothing this weekend. I was house and dog sitting for a very good friend of mine in Maryland. Um, two very very perfect pups that I love to death, and it was a very fun weekend. But I didn't do. I just ate really good food with my girlfriend, and we just hung out around my friend's house while they're they were traveling, and. Uh, yeah, it, it would have been the perfect weekend to literally just binge watch the Premier League, but uh, couldn't do it. So I just watched dumb Halloween movies. And have you, Matt? Have you ever watched the movie Basketball? Uh, absolutely. I fucking love. Okay, basketball. well, I, okay, yeah. I'd seen from it a the, bunch of times. From the the creators of South Park. I mean, come yeah, on, I, that's. And and it's it's funny too because it's it's from like I think it's like 1998 or so or maybe around then so it would have been like either re like the first season of South Park or right before South Park so when you kind of hear some of the voices at some point it's like oh shit but uh, no we wa- my girlfriend hadn't seen it so and she loves South Park I got her into that and and so I was like oh you need to watch this movie I've already shown her Team America World Police <laughs> yeah that's. That's a movie. Out of all the movies, that's, that's a that's a movie that was made. <laughs> like that, people took time to. Uh, no, yeah, no. The interviews about that about Team America are funny. Like Matt Stone and Trey Parker, they they literally said, "Look, all we wanted to do for the longest time was just make a marionette movie, a puppet movie. Just we just wanted like it turned into what it turned into. But you know, they just wanted to make a puppet movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I love those two. I, I love those two guys. They're they're fucking hilarious. No, nah, they're, they're yeah. yeah. If you've never seen basketball, watch basketball. Uh, it's life changing. If you've never seen Team America World Police, also watch that. Yeah, you're and, uh, no, be- you're a better person for not watching. Like, let me just disclaimer: you are a better human being 
for not watching Team America World Police. I just want to be very clear. You take that information with you. If you want to go along with that experience, but you can't go five minutes into that movie and be the same person. You just can't. Like, once you he hit... Was, he, once he was just an actor. Once you hit play, it's over. You're no longer a good person. Like, that's just it. <laughs> like, the cops come, they take your good person card, and that's it. It's over. It's done. Um, so, on, on tonight's episode... We're just going to really recap. We, we've been meeting, and again, we've kind of put off talking about the cha- the uh, European team, the EPL teams in Europe. We're going to cover Champions League, Europa League, Europa League Conference. We're going to do just a quick update, how the teams are doing so far, where they sit on their table, and then JD and I will give our honest opinion of will they advance, will they not advance. Um, and then at the end, we have a few fan questions. Uh, I'm probably not going to answer them all, but yeah, sure, why not? Let's, let's go through it. So, JD... Let's start in the Champions League, and let's start with Group A. And that's where Manchester United resides, at the bottom of the table. Uh, losses to Zero points. Losses to Bayern Munich and Galatasaray. And it, it's kind of crazy, because you, you, if you've watched the games, both games extremely chaotic for Manchester United. United were in both games. The score lines were pretty like high, especially in that Bayern Munich game. I just, I, I, I think this is, Champions League is just, and it's hard to say it's happening at a bad time, but like if Champions League could happen in a month when I get some players back, that would be fantastic, but it won't. I genuinely am just concerned with the amount of injuries that continue to pile up for Manchester United. Also on top of not doing well in the league at this moment in time is also probably weighing a lot on Eric Ten Hag's decision-making in Champions League realistically, of course, you want your team to go far in Champions League, but uh, I'll be honest, JD, I'm already waving the white flag. I'm already like, you know what? Finish last. Don't even humor the idea that you can get into Europa. Just get disqualified from champ. Not disqualified. Don't qualify for the next round of Champions League. Focus on the league. Focus on one of the cups. Just like, because realistically, and, and again, Every single player or fan wants their team to be in Champions League. But realistically, if you don't think you're going to be in it for the long term, wouldn't you want to focus on the league? Wouldn't wouldn't you want to focus on something else? Because realistically, this Manchester United squad is not getting past... um, Even if they advance the group stage, they're not getting past the round of 32. Like, they're just not, so... Yeah, I my 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 thought process on Manchester United in the Champions League is it not I'm a little more optimistic than you in the sense that I think United should really more focus on the league, but take take the approach that Liverpool's taking the Europa League, where if you play the last couple games like you're already in the Europa League, you probably get that third spot over Copenhagen. And then you, and then and then you continue the same outlook. You don't necessarily play a starting eleven of starters. I just, I think maybe to, you yeah. have a chance in the Europa League. I, I, it, it's going to be a tough Europa League, to be honest. Um, like as a Liverpool fan, I'm saying that. Yeah. And in 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 my point, but um, I don't know. I United should be focusing way more on the league. Um, they have no hope in the Champions League. There's there's no chance. Yeah. I think they have a very good shot of getting third place in the group to then get Europa League, and I think that's what they should be shooting for because at least that's 
I, it's Manchester United. They have money, but it's extra money. It's extra viewership. I, I don't know. I get, it's kind of weird with United where that doesn't really matter a whole lot compared to other teams, but I don't know. I, I think they should be focusing on that third, that third place finish um, in the group. I just, I mean, again, and of course I'm going to be a little bit more cynical with it being my team, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I genuinely, I, it's, I'm, especially with champions league i i defensively it we're we're having difficulty setting up it's just it, it's just genuinely it's if united had a clean roster and by clean roster i mean like no injuries if maybe one injury but like realistically like as justin was saying on the previous episode like united have like seven first team injuries and like guys who are in or around the starting 11 Dude, it's hard. I don't care who you are. Even if teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, if you had seven-ish first-team injuries, dude, you would be lucky to just be there at all. So, let's move on. Uh, oh, um, do you think they will advance? What, United? Yeah, United. That was going to be the no, thing. No, like, not, not in the Champions yeah. League. I, I think they have a very good shot at third place. That's yeah. it. Uh, I'm going to go with, I would like them to just finish fourth and just focus on other things that are within our capable grasp. But I think realistically, I think JD is right. I think United will probably finish third and will have to play a qualifier like they did like last year against when they played against Barcelona. And they'll, they'll have to do something like that and they'll either get knocked out there or they'll just make it to the next round of the Europa League. But yeah, I don't see them get like Galatasaray look good and there's really nothing else to say about it. But Arsenal, uh, we're going to group B. Arsenal sitting in second off of a loss to Lens, a tough loss to Lens. Um, I'm optimistic for this Arsenal side. They, they, they're doing the good, they're doing really good things. But realistically, I, I look in this group Arsenal are still the best team. Lens has to go to Arsenal still. That loss was on the road. Uh, I JD, I think Arsenal are fine. Arsenal look good, even in the game. Even in the game that they lost, it's like it, yeah, they didn't look their best, but still, it's like Arsenal when they can click it into top gear, they're hand, head, knees, and shoulders above everyone else in this group. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not worried. I think Arsenal have the benefit of having Sevilla in their group, where you know already damn fucking well Sevilla are going to finish third. And that's just something you don't have to worry about. If it, if it comes to, I don't know what the schedule is like, but if it comes down to Arsenal playing Sevilla and Sevilla have a chance to just finish third or or finish second, they're going to pick third every time because they know they have their best shot in the Europa League. And I'm like, I, it's kind of a joke, but at the same time, is it? Like, it's <laughs> just what they do. Instead of tanking for Zion, are they tanking for Europa? Like... Yeah. Pretty much on the last game of the season, like or the last game of the uh, group on the last game of the group stage, they're gonna be in third and they're gonna be like live tracking all the scores and like a specific score is gonna keep them in third. And then it's that meme that you and I continue to talk about. Stop! 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 I'm doing something. I'm doing something. Stop! Don't, yeah. don't just stop. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Just just stop. Um, yeah. No, but to your point, our Arsenal are the best team in this group, hands down. It's it's not really like. I mean, I can't say it's not close. Lens have been amazing, 
you know, in the first two games, r really, they have. And PSV is not a pushover, but when you compare Sevilla lens, lens and, and, and PSV to Arsenal, it's really, once Arsenal kick it into gear, they're going to top this group. I, yeah. it's, it's probably going to be Arsenal and then Lens and then Sevilla and then PSV and fourth. I agree with you as well, 100%. I agree that Arsenal will be finishing top of this group, and I don't think it's it's much to argue with. So if we're going to another Premier League team, we have to find ourselves all the way down to Group F. Rub your eyes, boys and girls. Newcastle are currently leading the group of death. Um, off of a very, very defensive draw against Milan and then a massive, massive win against PSG. Um, JD, it, it was actually a lot of fun to watch Newcastle at home in the Champions League. They made the absolute most out of that entire game. The crowd was in it, you know, first time in how long since they've hosted a Champions League game. It's, it's big. And honestly... Realistically, for PSG, or not PSG, for Newcastle, it is, it is, it's, it, this is big. They're real. Like, they, they have taken a priority to Champions League, and that's what they, and that's clearly what they're going for. And they look good, JD. I mean, fuck, in both of these games, in the Champions League, I would say it's arguably some of better performances that they've had in, a, in the Premier League against lesser opponents. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I think it's incredible that they've been able to get the results out of uh, out of teams like PSG and AC Milan. I think it's, the Dortmund game is going to be interesting. I, I think it's at nearly the same level. Um, this was the group, the, hands down, the group of death. So I think Newcastle is is steering themselves in the right direction there. Um, PSG, it, it's interesting. I it's crazy that. Two of these teams aren't going to progress, and one is going to be in the Europa League. Like, just from me as a Liverpool fan, again, like I, one of these teams is going to go into the Europa League, which is crazy, and then one of these teams is just going to be done with Europe for the season, and I just, I don't know who it's going to be. I, I still cannot call this group. Like, I, Newcastle, for as good as they played in the first two games, there's still four more, and games away from home, and I... I can't imagine PSG are going to be shitty for the entire group stage and Milan and Dortmund, you know how good they can be. So like, I have no idea how this group's going to finish. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I, I could, I could see it being just as, as it is Newcastle PSG progressing Milan going to Europe League and Dortmund missing out. I could see Dortmund pulling it back together and getting first or second. I, I really could. So I, I just can't call it this one. Yeah. I, I'm, this is no disrespect to Newcastle whatsoever. I don't want to be disrespectful. But AC Milan clearly have not had the start this season that they've wanted. And I think that it's shown in in the Champions League fixtures as well. And again, no disrespect to Newcastle. But I just think PSG are going to finish above them. But I do think Newcastle at this point have the ability to advance. I think they've put themselves in in a in it honestly an immaculate position. Like, if you told Newcastle, "Hey, you're gonna have four points in the first two Champions League grounds, and that is against Inter Milan, uh, against uh, AC Milan, and against PSG," you take that every day of the week, every single fucking day of the week. So, massively impressed with what Newcastle have done. The next game, uh, the final team in Champions League is going to be Manchester City, who 
shocked in a very weak group are perfect so far. Big wins in both games they've played. JD, I, at this point, this is what we've kind of all expected. And yeah, I, I, I'd like to, again, I'd like to say shocked, but we all genuinely know none of us are actually shocked. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not shocked uh, in the slightest. I mean, RB Leipzig, you know, is probably the only contender of second in that in that group. I mean, uh, is it is it BSC Young Boys? I forget. It just it just says Young Boys on the yeah. table, but I don't. It, I think it's BSC Young Boys. What, whatever. Um, Bel- Belgian team. Am, uh, I, am yeah. I making that up? I feel like it's a Belgian team. No, Young Boy um, Young Boys is Swiss, uh, Swiss. Oh, is that Switzerland? Okay, okay. I was making that up. Okay, so, yeah, Swiss team. And then, Matt, do you remember you remember what the fourth team, the team in fourth place, you, you know what the actual name is? No. Like I said on a, on a previous episode. No, what is it? I'm sorry. I'm bringing Red up the Star, oh, Red, Red Star, Star Belgrade. Belgrade. Okay. Yeah, uh, in Bulgaria. But, um, yeah. So, no other team is really going to challenge Man City for the top spot. And I think Young Boys and, and Red Star Belgrade are not going to challenge RB Leipzig. So, this is going to... It's it's going to turn out just as it is as it is on the table after two games. Uh, yeah, it's just going to be City, Leipzig, Young Boys, and Red Star Belgrade. Uh, Belgrade. There's not much else to say yeah. about it. Yeah. But that brings us on to the Europa League. West Ham are perfect for through their first two games uh, in Group A. Again, I, West Ham have had a phenomenal year. They really, really have. They've been, again, perfect in uh, Europa League. But again, they've just had a very good Premier League season. Uh, we were all worried about, you know, last year sacrificing their league quality to basically do whatever it took to win the Europa League conference. It doesn't seem like that's the problem this year. They've invested the Declan Rice money properly. They've gotten depth in a lot of really key places. Dude, West Ham, JD, I mean, we're going to we're going to say compliments about Liverpool in a minute, but West Ham have every bit of the, like they've ha- they have everything they need to be a team to make a run in another European competition. And oh my god, if David Moyes wins back-to-back European Cups, shenanigans. Just absolutely statue, statue outside the stadium. That I, would he be the first? Would he be the first at the new stadium? Is there a statue outside the the London stadium? Like I don't know. There should be a Mark Noble statue, but that's you know that's another topic. JD's just biased, but yeah, West Ham can't can't say enough good things about him, right? Yeah, no, no, no. They're they're flying in the Europe League. I as. Maybe expected. I mean, Freiburg and Olympiacos aren't small clubs. I don't even know what. The, okay, Baca Topola in fourth place. They don't even have their badge on Google. How do you like, not it, know? Blank. How do you not know about Baca Topoka? Like Topola, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> okay, well, I don't know anything about him because their badge isn't even next to their name. It's just like a grayed out like filler thing. That's I so. I, I have no idea what to think. Uh, but Freiburg, Olympiacos, those are... I mean, Freiburg's not huge. But Olympiacos, the history of Olympiacos is huge in European competition. So, I I don't know. I think the way West Ham started this, I think they're going to finish on top. And probably Olympiacos is, gonna, is probably going to nab that second spot. Freiburg in third. And Baca Topola in fourth. Wherever the fuck that team is from. I have no clue. I mean, I guess I could just literally click on it and see, but that's probably not going to give me much. No. Um, yeah. The, oh, uh, they play Red Star Belgrade at some t- at some point, so 
Is that am I right? Is that that's Bulgaria? Yeah, yeah. So it's a Bulgarian team. There you go. Liverpool lead Group E in the Europa League. Two perfect games. Good results both ways. JD, how you feeling right now? Liverpool. It, it is a weaker group in the Europa League. Um, a lot of Wi-Fi clubs still. Again, the group stage of the Europa is this is what you get. It's once you get to, you know, it's once you get to their knockout rounds. That's when the Europa League really starts to, you know, show its form. But Liverpool, perfect so far. JD, how are we feeling? I'm feeling good. First off, I want to say, I just looked it up. It's actually Serbia that okay. Red Star Belgrade and uh, Baka Tsipola are from. Uh, that's that's my fault. Uh, should never be mixing or mixing up Bulgaria and Serbia. It's on me. If we have any listeners from Bulgaria or Serbia, I apologize. Um, JD is so <laughs> JD is so fucking canceled. Yeah, right. Uh, no, but Liverpool. I expected them to probably just win out the group. Uh, Toulouse, Union Saint Gilles, and 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 Lask. I'll say that one without <laughs> trying to pronounce it right. Um, I don't know. The only interesting thing is that uh, when they played Union Saint Gilles, um, it was Alexis McAllister's brother, literal brother, is on that team, and they got to play against each other for the first time, which is at least in Europe anyway. It's kind of cool. It's kind of kind of a cool moment. Glad Liverpool won. Um, but yeah, I Liverpool's gonna probably just stomp this group. Um, I would probably put Toulouse as number two, just the way it is. Uh, yeah, honestly, the group the way it is. Liverpool, Toulouse, uh, uh, Union, and Lask. Um, that just looks about right. I don't know about you. Uh, you know what? And this is more of a shame on me, hands up. I've, uh, and, I, and again, I just haven't been giving the Europa League the attention that, you know, I should be giving it, but... I have to. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, unfortunately, it's the double-edged sword. When your team is in Europa League, you are the Europa League's biggest fan. Like yeah, you're bla yeah. you're you're blasting that anthem like it's your ringtone because it's the greatest you know walk up music of all time. But now I here's the thing, without knowing anything on the sheet, I know I have seen I've seen the Liverpool results and I see the way Liverpool are just carrying themselves in this group. Liverpool fans have nothing to worry about. Liverpool fans, you you are in very very good hands. I think you guys will very much. Uh, honestly, JD, it's like one of those things where you're going to get to the final two game weeks and you're probably not going to have to play your big boys because... Yeah, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to that, actually, because guys like Ben Doak, Jarrell Kwanzaa, they're going to get full full starts the last two games. It's, it's actually going to be good Yeah. Um, for depth. And it's, re it's probably not... Like, it's not going to affect league form as much as it could, could affect league form, which is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, so... No, very good. And then finally, in the Europa League Conference, you have to go all the way to Group E to find Aston Villa. And just like Manchester United, Aston Villa find themselves in the basement of the group. Uh, JD. We forgot one uh, team in the Europa League. There are three EPL teams in the Europa League? Yes. Okay, well, hey, guess who's guess who's not fucking doing their job? This guy. Um, <laughs> and They're not doing very well, but... Oh, is that why I didn't see them? Oh, yeah. Wow. Oof. Brighton fans, you you thought you got away. <laughs> you thought. Oh, Brighton fans, like, for five seconds, they're like, oh, thank God they're not going to talk about Brighton. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, I'm no longer feeling that bad about being, like, in the basement of my group because there are two other teams. Uh, yeah, Brighton. 
it's a very difficult group that they're in, and I think it's 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 showing. You know, AEK Athens is one of the better teams in Greece, and again, don't fuck with the Greek teams when it comes to the Europa League. They usually go a good distance. Uh, Marseille, again, one of the better French clubs, and then followed up with Ajax, who's having a terrible year, but even Ajax having a terrible year is still Ajax Football Club. Brighton, I think, you know, they haven't had the best Premier League season to start. They were up, but they have gotten a couple bad, like poor results recently, and it looks like those are carrying also into the Europa League. I'm going to put them in the same conversation that I had when it came to Manchester United. You kind of need to look at yourself in the mirror and go, hey, how important is the Europa League, or should I just completely focus on just just the league and i think brighton maybe in the next game week or so may have to start to look at you know they might have to start looking at eh, is this really where we want to be yeah no it's 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 gonna be tough for brighton balancing do we at this point go more towards the league or or do we try and put our eggs in the basket of okay we're in europe what can we do yeah, Ajax are always going to be a good team, even though they're they're not doing well to start off, just two draws. Marseille are not a pushover. And yeah, Athens is probably a surprise. I don't know. I, AEK Athens, I, I don't usually hear much about them. Uh, Matt, you should probably know everything about them, right? Being Greek yourself. Yeah, it's so this year in the Greek League, it's... it's And again, it's very, I, I don't want to say it's very similar to the Portuguese League, but you usually get your like three teams that are just like up here, and you yeah, have Olympiacos, yeah. Athens, and uh, Pusta. Oh my god, I'd have to actually like bring out the full Greek translation, but whatever it is, you get those top three teams that are always just absolutely beating the shit out of each other, and AEK Athens is one of those teams. So, again. If you're Brighton, I think, again, same thing with Manchester United. You kind of have to look in the window, and you kind of have to go, hey, is this really, really, really where we want to be, or do we want to focus on the league? So, um, final team, and honestly, it's going to be the same conversation with Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa have had a very hot, cold start in the Premier League. They've had big wins, and they've had big losses. Technically, they're in last place in Group E, but, J.D., if you're looking at this table, every team has one win and every team has one loss. It's actually quite funny that every single team in this group has three points, and it's actually really, really funny. It's hard for me to gauge. Again, I've watched, like, I watched the one Aston Villa win. They look good. But, again, realistically, it is one of those things where you know, a club like Aston Villa, you don't know how much more up they're going to go, and they need to have the conversation with themselves about the reality of, do we want to take this the distance? Do we believe this is going to be our moneymaker into higher and better things? Or does Aston Villa believe that they can do these investments in the league just by themselves and not have to worry about this competition? I think you're in the mix. I think you're different compared to Manchester United and Brighton, where, like, you're in the mix. Everyone's on three points. I don't think after two game weeks, JD, in any competition, I've ever seen every single team have the same amount of points and the same result in every single game. Yeah, I I don't know how to pronounce the the name of the team in first place in that group in Group B. Uh, Zerinsky, I'm just gonna say that, but uh, I don't know what's silent and what what isn't. Uh, but AZ Alkmaar, um, that's a team most people know. 
from from Holland. I mean, uh, Liga Warsaw um, from Warsaw, Poland. I, it's an, another team that I've heard of. So when you get down to the third tier of European football, if I've heard of the team, that's they they're probably okay. You know. Do you agree with that? If you if you've at least heard of them, yeah, they're probably decent. Well, the thing about it um, is, because sometimes you get people who like, especially for like people who only sometimes focus on the bigger teams. You you when you watch Champions League every now and again, you get the again you get those teams from those random countries who are like, oh, you'll get two wins easy from them. You'll remember those names for a while because those are the teams that do flourish in competitions like the Europa and the Europa League conference. Well, and it's kind of funny because I'm looking at the total, like, all of the groups, and there are a bunch of teams that I'm kind of surprised, like Lille, uh, what else do I say? Dynamo Zagreb, Club Bruges, Besiktas, AZ Alkmaar, like I said, Genk, Fiorentina. Genk has um, fucking Mark McKenzie from the Philly Union, uh, but Fiorentina, Eintracht Frankfurt, um, Fenerbahce, like, th- those are actually some pretty big teams. So that's interesting, but in Group E specifically with Aston Villa, yeah, they're in fourth, but this group is wide open and I, I think Villa have the luxury here of not needing to make a choice. They can kind of just see how it plays out the next game or two. And then, and then maybe make that choice of whether they need to focus more on the league or in their group in, in the Europa conference league. It, it, and like you said, it, I, I think it's, it's an easier thing than, than say Manchester United where they really just need to make a choice here. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of recapping all of our uh, recapping all of our teams. Uh, really quickly, uh, we have a bunch of fan questions, but they're more spammed at uh, Devils related questions because my friends know I want to talk about the Devils, but I won't talk about the Devils tonight. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's let's keep it on topic. Um. Really. Um. Dom, this is your one match suspension so congratulations dom your your fear questions don't count no i'm just kidding um yeah dom gave you and me both a merry fuck kill i'm not going to respond because all of them are the glazers and i'm just not responding so jd merry fuck kill don garber pro ref or mikel antonio i don't even Ooh. like that's such a weird like i don't know well like is it is it pogmal like, yeah, Pogmol, like, Pogmol, yeah, Pogmol. Okay, okay, PGML. Um, oh, Don Garber. Mm. I mean, I have to be honest, just... Mm. Fuck Don Garber, because maybe I could just steal some of his money. Like, afterwards. Like, it'd be so good for him that he'd just be in a trance where I would just take his wallet and just lift all the messy money. Um... Yeah, and then probably probably marry Pogmol because then, you know, then I can make changes. And then I guess kill Mikel Antonio. But not not literally, of course. He's I'm sure he's a great person. But uh, he's just an idiot when he has a mic in front of him. No. I don't know. No, I get it. I get it 100%. Um, and then the final uh, fan question. So this comes from uh, Justin. Justin, who was on the last episode. Justin, he asked, uh, does the Jim uh, Ratcliffe sale change the potential future for Manchester United? Didn't really want to talk about this today. Um, but well, I know the one, the one sheet. Yeah, out. yeah. So I, I just don't care. Like it's again, it's it's one of these truly things where I just I don't care about Manchester United anymore. I don't let I don't let that club. Like I will watch them. 
because they're my team, but I no longer support this club to the level I supported this club at. Like, genuinely, you have owners that just, like, again, I can't stress this enough. They asked for $5 billion. They were all, oh, here's $5 billion. Oh, now we want 6 Six was offered. Yeah, they want seven. And that the she the sheik the sheik was ready to do seven. Yeah, and and, and then he backed out for some reason. Well, no, because he backed out because the Glazers want ten now. So again, the Glazers never put Manchester United up for sale. They floated it out there to see just how much they could get, but they were never going to sell. And as long as Manchester United are in control, the club will just continue going to debt. And eventually, Manchester United as a club will fold. Like, realistically, I don't know how Barcelona's been allowed to break the law all these years of being billions of dollars in debt, but I genuinely think, as a club, in 10 years, Manchester United might not exist. Because if they go into billions of dollars worth of debt, and again, it's not the Glazers' debt, it's on the banks that the Glazers have used. It'll be on the banks. And eventually the banks are going to be like, I don't want to give you money anymore. And the second the banks don't give money anymore, congratulations. They can't turn on the lights. The stadium's already halfway falling apart. Being, It's, it's, not, that, it's not that the club will fold. It's you're going to end up selling Marcus Rashford, Garnacho. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I, you're going to sell all the good young players to make up for that debt. And then you're going to have a couple seasons of the Premier League where you're finishing like... 12th to 16th and then maybe eventually get relegated and then it's a whole other thing yeah but how long is it before david beckham comes in yeah i'll be i'm gonna be 100 honest here and again i have no issue saying this i've said it before and i will i will stick my flag deeply into the ground when eric ten Hag gets fired i will just not watch I, I just probably won't watch Manchester United, period. I, I like He's the first serious thing to happen to this club in a decade, and he's going to get bullied out because of poor, you know, of poor management in the league. So, again, it's just... Uh, once, he, once, he, once he gets fired, that, that'll be it. I'll, I'll move on with my life, and I'll be a much happier person. Give, give Michael Carrick the job full-time, see I, what he can do. I genuinely, like, again, just genuinely don't care. I'm tired of the experiments. I'm tired about this. You have a guy who can work right now. You just have to be patient, but, you know, oh, the pressure's on him already. That's all All Manchester United needs is the little bit of pressure, and then they'll fire him. I don't care. That's it. I'm parking this episode. Uh, if you are not already, please give us a follow at the EPL Boys on Instagram. Uh, and if you are not already, please hit subscribe to get all of the latest news and information getting dropped here from the EPL Boys. For JD, my name is Matt, guys. I want you to be safe, be well, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out.